Kristen Whisper Sonnets, and it's a special one tonight because even though I'm in bed and it's late, we're going to go somewhere wonderful. We're going to go to Wonderland, and that's a new uh, section of my book, Puritan You, Succubus Alumnus. It's um, coming out with Hedgehog poetry. It's a deluxe edition of a book that I wrote before, but it's much bigger and braver, I would say, because it goes through a lot of periods in my life um, that I didn't talk about at that time, including the period of time when I was heavily into BDSM and traveled around and experienced that scene. And um, it's the Wonderland section follows some experiences with three different doms that I had. And actually, four, I think, are in in this section because um, of the Red Queen, who uh, I'll be reading you about. <laughs> because all the poems are um, Alice in Wonderland themed. And I got that idea from my publisher at APEP, who, when I wrote my book, The Meadow, which you can um, order at APEP Publications or also at my website, um, it's uh, more of this story, um, not to- all told in the Wonderland language like this is, but it's um, more, you know, um, goes through my whole finding out I'm submissive and how that played in with my history of being abused as a child and deciding because despite all of that to just go for it and embrace my sexuality so um you can read about that there but these poems are (laughs) kind of tied together by this one Alice in Wonderland theme that my publisher suggested that he felt like what was really compelling about my story is that I was this kind of naive character in this um world that was a little bit of a kinky world but also like a, a wonderland and um and that is how I felt you know I, I it, some of these experience I went from being a very sheltered girl going to school at BYU only having had a couple of boyfriends to deciding once I escaped um that experience which was um abusive you know my my family upbringing was abusive and then being at BYU I had bad things happen to me that I was just going to experience things with my body and I was not going to be, um, uh, my cat's purring here. <laughs> She's getting excited. Or he, I'm sorry, I always call my cat. She, I, it's, it's bad. I, I call dogs all he's and cats all she's. But, um, he's a boy named Winnie. Anyway, so, um, I'm going to read the first poem and it's pretty, um, let's see. Let me get to it. (laughs) Uh, The first poem that I um, was going to read is called Drink Me. And it is about a person deciding, you know, that you've come from this background where you're expected to be a certain way. Like Alice was expected to be polite and civilized. And she goes into this world where all of those... um, 
just the normal what is you know she has accepted as life and the rules are removed and she's not even with creatures who make sense in any kind of logic that she's ever been exposed to so this is my poem where um, I had read when I was starting to read Alice in Wonderland again during writing this, that um, sh- there's a quote that I'll, that's in here that she used to pretend to be two people like many children do. And she realizes when she's getting shrunk in Wonderland that she's not enough. Um, there's not enough of her to be two people now. She really has to be who she is. And that was a powerful message to me because I felt exactly like that during my time in my wonderland (laughs) is that I had to put aside what um, other people's expectations of me were and just go after what I wanted and wanted to experience and so here is drink me this curious child was fond of pretending to be two people but it's no use now thought poor Alice to pretend to be two people why, there's hardly enough of me left to make one respectable person. And Lewis Carroll, Alice in Wonderland. You pretend to be friends in starched pinafores, following beast to inappropriate doors, drinking from bottles found on the floor until you're too small to be two anymore. The girl in the dress or girl in the blooms. You have to choose. There is not enough room for societal notions, stifling costumes. In holes you huddle to smell dew, perfume of diurnal expansion of petals in pink. Dare not imagine what other you thinks. You unbuttoning clothes girl on the brink of wandering nude to a place she's extinct companions commandments cast off like dolls to enter this meadow alone you must crawl and yeah I just (laughs) to me that really summed up um you know I never wanted to be a hypocrite like my parents were hypocrites because they um, believed in a religion or a spouse believing in a religion um, but they did some terrible things because of not accepting um, who they were and you know um, I, I think there was a lot of anger and repression there and I paid a price for that and I didn't want anyone else you know they say like with abuse you know you want to be the one who ends a cycle and I definitely have always tried that in my life to be opposite of of the way that I was raised because I know how terrible it made me feel so this was that was a poem about me saying you know goodbye to that hypocritical side of myself that I had to be in a way to survive when I was younger because you know I would have been beaten more I would have been hurt more if I had appeared to be um you know not devout so it was a pleasure to get rid of that and the next poem I'm going to read is pretty dirty (laughs) and it's called Wonderland and it's the one that inspired this whole theme of this section and it was about the first time I played 
at this party and with a woman and, you know, um, she's older and a lot of it reminded me of kind of a Dorothy, I mean, Dorothy, of a, um, Alice and the Queen, um, and, and that, you know, I was, um, you know, younger, you know, I had, um, 23-ish, um, when I was first experiencing these things and I hadn't, you know, had much exposure to a lot of things. And this was a woman who, um, she had a very, um, accomplished history, you know, career person and, um, was also very, um, glamorous and sexual. And I very much was attracted to her. And anyway, (laughs) this is the first time that a woman touched me and it's called Wonderland. Sanguine she stands before the silver quaffed queen, shrugs off some unbuttoned lace, shakes hair agleam, ribboned, examined, chin raised to glean, sheen of an offering, fingers prepare, suitor to slickness where she's prohibited hair, pink kitty cat coy peeks at subjects there. Oversized wing chairs, uninhibited stairs. What says this stray, wandered their way? Voltaire in French in college now learns to obey. Pink lips already spread won't promise, pray. This whole a kingdom where fealties paid. Before mad suited suitors, tea clotted cream to sounds of surrender. Sometimes a scream. (laughs) And that poem was really about, you know, me first experiencing a heavy kind of BDSM scene too. And there were a lot of men watching this and they were, you know, very (laughs) taken by the sexual parts. But, um, which I, you know, were definitely an experience that I enjoyed. But at the same time, it was also the first time that I got to, um, play like really hard and it was exciting you know and it felt it was a catharsis and that I'm forever grateful for this woman who um she kind of connected she realized um at this party that I was basically at a swinger party and that I that's not who I was and it was actually painful to me because you know um (laughs) I was you know, feeling more used by that scene without getting something useful out of it. And to me, because it just wasn't who I was. And so she, um, ended up introducing me to my first, um, like who became my first Dom or second Dom. The first Dom was at the swinger party, but, um, he wasn't really, uh, like he was more of a swinger than a Dom, but, um, he called himself that, (laughs) but, um, anyway, he, um, so when I went, I finished up, um, that experience, I was, you know, for that, a lot of the meadow covers this ground, but, you know, I went to New York, and I traveled around, and that's why I thought Wonderland was such a good name for all of this, because it was about, um, you know, just wandering around, and maybe not even knowing that, you know, you're doing 
the right thing. You're just experiencing life and you never had that chance before. And it's kind of like I felt when I was rereading Alice in Wonderland and she wants and she does go home and that feeling of, oh, you know, you, you can experience all this and go home and you definitely are changed from it. But, you know, you still can, um, you don't have to commit to everything for the whole of your life, I guess is my point. But I'm going to read you another poem from it. And this one um, is called Off Their Head. And it just got um, accepted today in a magazine called Lucky Pierre. And it's going to um, come out. Um, actually, by the time this podcast comes out, it will be in the world because um, it's supposed to come out on the weekend. But um, the, the poem is about... Um, when I went to San Francisco and, you know, there, when, by the time I got there, I had left New York and I was pretty heartbroken and I really caught myself into a darker situation. Not even the person seeming darker, but just the fact that I wasn't really into him and yet I went there and then when I was there, because I wasn't really into him, you know, um, he gave me ecstasy, things like that. You know, it was a bad period in my life where I was out of control, you know, doing substances I shouldn't do. But I was encouraged to do it because, you know, control, you know, in a way. And anyway, I was thinking a lot about this and it made sense you know, for a poem for Off With Her Head, because that's how I felt. It was like, you know, I was just a body, and it would be better if I didn't have a, a brain or a head. And so, anyway, here we go. Off With Her Head. She will awaken in a make-believe place. Its psychotic sunflowers, skyscrapers replace. A hole she dropped into after she chased. Overgrown rabbits, deeper disgrace. Blur residents proffer pills on saucers, tea. Each day she swallows more easily. Lie beneath beast, polite sacrifice. Fuzzy dandelion faces whisper advice. To a curious girl, ribbon and hair, who doesn't fit in anywhere. Without a drink, pill stamped with cake, off with her head, despair and mistakes. Where she's been, best not to think. Keep it all hazy blinks, your flowered bed, blossoms a body, but off with her head. And so, uh, so of course, and there's more poems in this section that you know, are Alice-themed and a few that aren't even Alice-themed, but um, that I, I ended up leaving, you know, and San Francisco, Palo Alto, where I was staying, and I came back home, and it's still, you know, it's like sometimes I think people, you know, a period of your life can be um, transitory or um, fleeting in a way, but you, you gain things from it, and even though, like, you know, I didn't stay involved in this scene because I felt like, honestly, as I wrote in my book, that because a lot of the reason that I was there, I was into age play, daddy, 
um, little girl, I'd say I'm more like middle girl, like a high school mentality. But my point is, I was doing this to find some kind of daddy um, love, you know, that I could have. And, but I realized it was taking me to such a dark place that because I was so vulnerable, um, that I was allowing things to happen that shouldn't happen. And so that was a big decision, you know, to step back and say, I need to remove myself from this situation because I, I'm an, I'm getting way too hurt, not physically, emotionally. And so anyway, um, I'm going to read the last poem and it is about coming home and being at home and with all these memories of like Wonderland, like when Alice in Wonderland come, came back and she's back in society but she still has all those people still inside of her. And I guess that's kind of how, you know, I feel. And so here's the poem, Adventurous. You will awake in your very own bed, a fuzzy blue caterpillar still in your head, aloft upon a speckled red mushroom above. He asked you to questions, who are you? What do you love? You mutter, but buttercups bloom from your lips. The words you would utter, all gibberish. Putter with buttons until you are bare. Bluebirds beside you, mums in your hair. Like they were in the meadow where you wandered one day. Ever inside you, though you can't stay. Adventures remembered with fingertips. You trace their touches, monarchs, madmen, memoirists, who educated an adventurous. And, you know, that's one thing. Um, I think all poets are very sentimental people and writers, you know, in general. And, um, you know, probably the most thing we're in love with is the past. And um, you... Um, definitely, you know, I, you know, I have all that inside of me and I, that's why I don't think any of these experiences, wandering around, you know, you learned things, you grow and so <laughs> you can enjoy your present and live with your past in a way that makes sense to you and that you've, um, that you just shouldn't, that's one thing that I have very much learned is I'm not going to be ashamed of my past and I you know, I'll talk about it maybe in ways that make some people uncomfortable, but, um, I just, it's, it was a personal decision because I was raised with a lot of shame and I don't ever, again, it's one of those many psych cyclical things I want to change. And that is, I don't want to be ashamed of, you know, anything that brought me to who I am. And I'm a complex person. And part of that complexity is that I have a sexual past and I'm not ashamed of it. And I'm not ashamed that I was a stripper and I talk about that. So I guess, you know, that's just my challenge. You know, I realize everybody can't do that. And there's a lot of things, you know, you might be in a culture where you could lose your job or something like that. But if you do have the ability to start being a little bit more honest is very empowering and anyway I'm gonna head to bed because it's late but I've really enjoyed um, whispering to you tonight and taking you to Wonderland 
and the thing is with Wonderland you can go back anytime so good night everybody in sweet dreams and find your unicorns get them handy because we are going to go to bed Join me for a sonnet.